This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, episode six. Um, so on this episode, I wanted to share with you guys my personal numbers and readings. Um, I'm coming up due for another A1C test, um, which is the blood test that your doctor will take in order to determine um, where your levels are. It's kind of making sure that your blood sugar levels are stable and that your um what am I trying to say, Lord? <laughs> it's basically a way to track that the treatment that they're doing is working. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so I wanted to just take a deep dive into my history so you guys can kind of learn what I've been dealing with um, and my goals and things kind of with it. Um, so yeah, with that said, let's get into it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, a health and wellness podcast where we strive to conquer type 2 diabetes. Hosted by me, Taylor Danielle. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't have a lot of people around my age who lived similar lifestyles to learn from. I want you to know you're not alone and we'll have real, honest, and vulnerable conversations about it all. Here, I share my struggles, tips, and more. Okay, guys, so today we are going to talk about my A1C. Um, if you don't know what an A1C is, again, it is a blood test that your doctors are able to send off to a lab and determine what your average blood sugar level is based on treatment that you're doing. So I'm going to um, tell you guys my history um, with my blood sugar levels and kind of what I'm hoping for um, in the future and what I'm currently working on. I'm actually coming up on a test pretty soon. Um, June was the last one that I had. Let's let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with June. So I'm pulling up my medical records here so I can actually like find it because I wanted to do it in real time versus like having it all out. Um, okay. So just for a little background, um, I actually got my A1C tested back in 2014, uh, December. And this was when I was trying to prevent diabetes, actually. I had talked to my dad about it um, before, and I don't think I took... Yeah, he didn't give me an actual blood test. Um, 
So we, yeah, he was, he was weird guys. I did not enjoy that doctor at all. I said, do not put me back with him when I scheduled again. Um, but yeah, nothing that I, I went through essentially. He said that I was, should be, you know, um, worried about. So that leads to, um, November 20th, 2015. Um, oh man, I was diagnosed right before Thanksgiving. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll give you two things. I'm going to share with you my A1C. And then at the time of them testing my blood, they also tested uh, my actual blood sugar levels. So which you see on your meter every day. So November 20th, 2015, my percentage uh, or A1C percentage was 13.2 well out of range. My blood sugar levels were averaging 332. So yeah, deeply out of range. <laughs> My glucose levels were 276, which is also very, very out of range. Um, so that was my, my, uh, diagnose day, if you will. Um, and I remember in that appointment, uh, my doctor was like, I can see the sugar in your urine. Like it was, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really, really high. And so that brings us to my next test, um, which this was kind of when I was in between work. So um, I was able to get my prescription refilled, but paying to have the blood work done was was really hard. So this is almost, yeah, almost a year later, um, which is not good when you are a, a baby diabetic. You want to go every 90 days. So do not do what I did and um, not go. I'm trying to be better about that. Um, it's not fun. Don't get me wrong. I don't like having to go give blood every 90 days just to, you know, make sure I'm doing okay, but it's what you got to do. Okay. Um, so September 24th of 2016, um, again, almost a year later, uh, my A1C percentage was 9.7. Um, so definitely a significant drop. This is after, um, a year of being on medication, um, so it's, it's obviously helping. Um, and then my, my glucose, you know, was, or blood sugar levels was kind of, uh, it was like two, we'll just round it up to 32. So still pretty high. Um, but a, a lot better, um, in seeing that A1C percentage drop. And then that leads us to, I think this is when I changed doctors at this point. Um, and sorry guys, the scrolling, it's real. Okay. So ooh, this is bad. <laughs> not like not the numbers, but just like how much time is passing between this. Um, you know, again, back and forth jobs and uh access to things. I was just like riding my drugs as much as I could. Um Okay, so this is June 29th of 2018. So there's about a whole year in there where I was just, um, there was actually a point where I had like a bunch of medication, but I wasn't taking it like at all. I just, I just stopped. 
um, very hard year. And then I started again because I was able to actually get in to see my doctor because I had insurance again. Um, 2017 was really hard year for me. Um, it was, it was a hard year, but also a good year. It's really, it's really weird. It was a year where I ended, um, a five-year relationship and there was a lot of other stuff in that, that, uh, I'm just going to keep private. I'm not going to talk about it. Don't ask me about it. It's done. We good. But you know, there was, um, some very emotional stuff that happened during that time. Um, it is also the same year, um, where my, or excuse me, end of 2016 was, was hard. And the beginning of 2017 was when that five-year relationship was finally like completely closing. And then, um, that late spring going into summer is when my partner, um, moved to Texas and I had a job. And then, um, I ended up, it, it was for a, a very small salon. So they didn't have insurance. I had actually left um, a job that I'd been at for over a year where I experienced my first promotion. Um, and so when I joined up with the salon, um, although it was great, I, I loved doing it. it was a waxing salon. It was different. Um, it was so small, like insurance wasn't something they could provide. So I had to pay for my insurance. Um, so I did, I did Cobra for like a a month and a half. It was so expensive, so I couldn't do it. So I just didn't have anything <laughs> until um, I left the the waxing salon and got um, got back with a corporation where I could actually get insurance. So this is a result of being able to go to the doctor again. And my A one C June 29th, two thousand eighteen uh, was at a nine point two percent. So it dropped a little bit. Um, and my blood glucose levels were at 217. So still high, but definitely went down a bit. Um, and again, this is, um, kind of a, a part of like just solo managing and then some medication, um, which, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> and so that leads me to January 25th of 2019. Um, this is when I switched to the Combiglize, but it was it was hard, a hard transition for me. So I wasn't taking it um, consistently around the same time. It, that's when it kind of got a little weird. So January 25th, 2019. Um, my A1C percentage was at 10.8%. So I did shoot up a bit and my blood levels were at 263. Um, so still in that 200 range, not great, went up a bit. I definitely um, was experiencing a lot of deep self-esteem issues. My weight was up and down. I was in and out of the gym or trying to have a gym routine, all this kind of stuff. Um, and it was pretty, pretty difficult, um, you know, just, just trying to, to stay sane with it. Um, it was also when I like revamped the website again, I was trying to, you know, really make healing in hindsight work as a blog, but, um, you know, I was also working and this was the company that I was with for almost two years and I've been promoted twice. So I was also managing people and, um, 
it's just a lot, not an excuse. Um, I definitely could have been doing a lot, but I was trying to juggle way too much. So that brings us to this year, which is June 8th of 2020 was when I had my last A1C done. Um, so it is August right now, August 5th, and I will be due for another one. Let's see. September. Yeah. Yeah. September is when I sh I'll be doing my next one. So I'm, I'm in my last month. Um, so drum roll, please. So my A1C as of June uh, is at 10.2%. And then my blood sugar levels were, was at 246. So still considered uh, out of control is how they, they uh, word it or out of range. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I was really disappointed to see that. Um, and not because... Not because I was surprised. I knew that my A1C was not going to be drastically different. Um, and, you know, it did drop a little bit. You know, it was 10.7. I think it was the last one. Um, and now it's 10.2. So it's it's tough. Um, but at the same time, consistency and in getting into my doctor's appointments um, consistency in medication is, it's tough y'all. And I will say COVID has provided opportunity for me to have a routine. I've just been struggling to have a routine. I can regimen myself down to the last minute. And then I get so out of whack if I don't follow it to the T. I have so many, I like to automate and streamline things. Um, and I'm good at it when it's not me when it's other, you know, people, places or things, um, you know, I could do that, you know, it makes me good at my job a lot of times, but when it comes to me, it's really hard to keep up with because I, as much as I love the routine and the restruct and the structure, I'm a creative as well. So I like the chaos and the go with the flow aspect. And so I'm, I'm usually constantly warring with myself of have a routine, be consistent versus just do what feels right. So it's, it's tough, but I am more dedicated than I've ever been. And I'm more gentle with myself, um, not only in just kind of my intuitive eating, but in doing something as basic as, listen, as long as you make it to taking your meds today, that's really all that I care about. Take your meds, check your blood. That's really all that I can do right now. Um, to kind of have that consistency and, and I can add to it later. So it, it just goes to show guys, it's a work in progress, but it's something that I'm truly um, trying to stay on top of. So September, I will have uh, an update on that and we'll be able to hopefully see some changes because my medication has changed a little bit. Um, so I am still on Combiglyce, a thousand milligrams, um, uh, two pills of that in the evening, but my doctor has added glipizide back to my regimen. I wasn't taking it when she switched me to the extended release combiglyce. And that actually has helped a lot. I, I'm noticing uh, a significant change. 
uh, coupled with, uh, like we talked about, you know, in the last episode, um, timing. I noticed that the later that I get my meds in, um, usually the higher my number is the next morning. But if I can take my meds about seven, between seven and eight, um, then my numbers are usually pretty good the next morning. And then, of course, just being thoughtful about what I'm eating throughout the day. Um, I am really excited about some things that I have worked up because um, there's a lot of companies and brands that I have been looking at and a lot of them that I already use. And I really want to be able to share that with you guys of, you know, everyday things that you can have in your fridge and your pantry or whatever, where you can still enjoy a good coffee or tea or drink or whatever, and not have to worry about how much sugar is in this shit. Oh my God. What? Can you, uh, you know, like just re- looking at labels, like I know people really like the body armor sports drink. There's so much sugar in it. Just the sugar, I'm not even talking about the carbs. Cause remember carbs is also sugar, but it's so tasty. So I have to water it down, like literally water it down, like, like a teaspoon. It feels like just to enjoy it. So, um, much of that to come, don't worry, but you know, this is something that is a ongoing thing. Um, it's something that, you know, uh, we all need to kind of look forward to. So just kind of a recap, um, the A1C percentage test is basically percentage of sugar in my blood. And the reason why this episode is titled as strive, strive for 6.5 is because normal range is between 3.5% and 5.6%. Okay. So I am double that. (laughs) Okay. So I need to cut this in half. And when I talked to my doctor about it, she said, I can't even consider pulling you off any medication until your A1C gets to 6.5%. Okay. So that is what I'm striving for. I'm striving for 6.5%. How do I know I'm getting there though? Well, my average glucose levels, which is the the blood sugar levels that you check with your meter, um, usually it is based upon a range from 70 to 130 milligrams. It's not milligrams. It's something, but just know that um, that's the number that I'm looking for. Anywhere between seven, 70 and 130. Now, when I check my blood sugar levels, I actually post it on my Instagram stories um, every morning. Um, I've been trying to date them because I realized that it doesn't always show the date on them. So my bad, but I do post it. It's one of my highlights if you want to kind of see where I'm at. And since being put on combaglize and glipicide together, uh, I've seen a change from being like averaging the 180s, dropping down to the 160s and lower. Um, my first couple of days on it, I did experience some false shakes, if you will. And I checked my blood sugar at the time of feeling it. Uh, it happened to me twice. And one of them, I was like 118, which is in range. And the other time I was at 85. So I was, I was getting close to getting too low. So I did have to drink a little bit of juice or something just to kind of bring me up and keep me in the middle. Um, I have had one or two mornings at right at 139, um, which is still better than nothing. It's only kind of 10 points away, if if you will. 
Um, so my goal is really to get myself um, when I check in the mornings anywhere from 120 to 130. I think that's a good goal to hit. Um, you know, it's it's only 50, anywhere from 20 to 15 points uh, lower than what I'm, I'm kind of doing now. Um, and so, again, that definitely requires my night routine to be a little bit tightened up and to be thoughtful about how I'm also starting off my morning. But I usually do any sugary, heavy carb stuff in the morning, honestly, um, because then my body has longer time to process. So like my oatmeal and stuff, I really love oatmeal. Um, but I do have to be careful with those kind of hot cereals. Um, speaking of cereal, cereal, um, there's a couple of brands that are like keto friendly cereals, if you will. Those just seem to be keto stuff seems to be a good, um, go to for, for me, at least as a diabetic, because it's, it's always going to consider no sugar because that's what the diet is about essentially. So I do, um, invest in, uh, in some keto based products, um, because it helps with that, but yeah, I do love cereal and I'm not saying I've denied myself Honey Nut Cheerios or Reese's Puffs or Fruit Loops or any of those wonderful sugary snacky things. Um, but I'm very, very, very mindful of how much I do it. Um, and then my lunch, I try to keep pretty light. Um, if I'm going to do any other heavier carbs, then I'll do it then. And then my dinner, um, that's when I try my best not to every now and then because, you know, I am tired. I love my, my stir fried stuff. So sometimes I'll have some rice especially sticky rice <laughs> or, you know, flat noodle stuff. So I'm not being so restrictive that I'm not enjoying food, but I'm very conscious of how much um, and what I'm consuming. So that's going to be my goal. Um, I, since I've just started this uh, glipizide edition, like a week ago, like, like end of July, um, maybe like third week in July. Um, I'm not sure if my A1C is going to reflect that, uh, completely, but now that I'm on it, I'm hopeful that, you know, there's still something going on. And even without it, I've definitely tried to be a lot more mindful, um, especially with eating out. Eating out is really hard, um, with the pandemic right now, but I'm trying to be more thoughtful about that. Um, so I'm hoping that even if it's just a couple of you know, a couple of drops in that percentage, something is better than nothing. But I'm striving to get to 6.5% um, so that I can try to come up off of these meds. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's really all I wanted to share. Um, that's my history. It's a little sporadic, but uh, hopefully moving forward, not hopefully, moving forward, I am going to be a lot more consistent about going in every 90 days or so, making sure I'm staying on top of that, kind of being more thoughtful about how I'm eating, what I'm eating, when I'm eating. Um, and I know that sounds like a lot to think about with food, but I've, I've, I'm really working deeply on my relationship with food because it is a big part of what's gotten me to this point. Um, at no one else's fault but my own. And so I'm really trying to dig deep in that. So I'm excited because I'm working on a lot of things to really revamp my eating style and work with and try brands that are allowing me to still be an adult 
uh, a young adult. I'm, I'm only 30, y'all. I'm not, you know, out here um, with the family and kids and all settled down. I'm like, I'm living and I want to travel and I want to do all these things. So I'm really looking at, you know, brands and things that are going to help me do that without making me feeling like I, I'm losing out, you know, being able to enjoy something. So more to come on that. Um, but just wanted to share my numbers and show you like, hey, nobody's perfect. I am beyond that. Um, so it is still a work in progress, but but we're going to do it. We're going to kill it. And uh, 6.5, here we come. Thank you so much, guys, once again for tuning in. Man, even listening back to that, it still it still stings a bit. It still stings a bit. 10.2. Ah, but you know, it is a journey. Um, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So I'm I'm gonna look forward to these blood tests because it is my challenge to myself of getting to that 6.5% coming off my meds. Um, or at least partial of it and really digging into my, you know, relationship with food and what I'm keeping in my house and how I am setting myself up to still be on top of ensuring that my diabetes is controlled without feeling like I'm missing out on enjoying something like a really good latte or something, you know? So all of the things that are completely riddled with sugar, I am on a mission to find ways to have those same things with a much better twist where I don't have to think about it. I don't have to feel like, oh my God, this caramel macchiato is just shooting my numbers through the roof. So more on that to come. But until then, thank you for being here as usual, wherever you are when you're listening to this. I appreciate your support and everything that you guys are doing, um, not only for yourselves, but for the mission of healing in hindsight. So you already know the spiel. Uh, if you got some time on your hands, uh, like, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes. Um, if you're listening from YouTube, I would love for you to subscribe and leave comments. I got a lot more in store for YouTube stuff. So if you're there, um, thank you for hanging in there until I can come out with some more stuff where it's a little bit more visually involved. If you're not, um, hey, go check it out. Uh, you know, I definitely wanted to ensure that if you didn't have a Spotify iTunes or Apple podcast account um, that you can easily get to me uh, on YouTube. And, you know, at Healing in Hindsight on Instagram, facebook.com forward slash Healing in Hindsight, obviously YouTube channel Healing in Hindsight, but you can never go wrong with heading on over to healinginhindsight.com for all the episodes, show notes, and all things me. So until then, I will catch you guys next time. Hope you're having a great day, week, weekend, wherever you are.